Welcome to the Management Minute with Dr. Donita Brown, where we sit down with business leaders to gain valuable insights and advice on how to navigate the world of management. Whether you're a seasoned manager or just starting out, this podcast is for you. I'm Donita Brown, a professor in the College of Business at Lipscomb University. I'm also an author, speaker, and habit coach. For almost 20 years, I worked in corporate America. I managed teams of two to 102. Welcome to this week's episode. Today's guest is Aaron Clifford. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you. Great to be here. So why don't we start with you giving us your one-sentence bio? Well, I am Aaron Clifford. That's I am the sentences. husband to Janelle. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> three sentences. Oh, man. I don't know grammar. <laughs> Four. <laughs> uh, father to three and uh, currently working in uh, IT infrastructure. Awesome. Do you want to say where or just IT infrastructure in general? I, I can say where. Okay. Dollar General. Corporation awesome. here in Nashville or Goodlettsville. Yeah. We are going to start this interview and I've got three questions I'm going to ask you. First question is, how do your values impact your management philosophy? My values of, uh, and specifically when I think about my management philosophy, uh, transparency, autonomy, vulnerability, and hard work, service to others are probably some of those values that then impact my management philosophy. So in terms of how I go about, you know, it's very much golden rule, you know, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And so uh, as I've, I am a, an employee, I have a manager, how do I want to be treated? And then how do I want to manage my employees or at least reflect that in how I manage. And so all of those things that I mentioned, as far as what I value, I would say also fun is a part of one of those values. And try to bring that as well. I like to be an environment that's not stodgy and where I'm able to bring my whole self to work. And so I like uh, when employees are able to bring them their whole selves to work, all of them. That's good. Now, would you say your values and your philosophy, has it always been that or has it changed through time? I think it, you know, somewhat of it is in, I would say environmental to in cultural, I'd say the values don't really change but maybe some get emphasized more than others, perhaps. So working for a large Fortune 100 company, you always try to bring some of that, let's say fun, for example. There's a lot probably easier ways to have fun in a startup environment, just in terms of you know process order and maybe some rules and regular guidelines, not regulations, but <laughs> guidelines and maybe even cultural norms. So some things get emphasized, de-emphasized, and some things get more emphasized. Awesome. Anything else on values and management philosophy? No, I think that's it. Fun. Yeah. That's what I heard from fun. that. You want to have <laughs> no, fun. Hard work. I mean, you know, transparency. I would say just in terms of, you know, transparency and vulnerability is there's there's so much in our society. There's so much to fronts to put up and that that's the way to climb the ladder, not, you know, put on, put your game face on, fake it till you make it. Mm. And so there's so much power, I believe. And so quoting Brene Brown, the power of vulnerability, um, there is a lot of personal power when you can be vulnerable. And I don't know that I need to find out, or mm. you're implementing something and you're not sure you've never done it before and admitting it. We've just seen it so much work against people when they're not vulnerable. Mm. Um, and then from a, you know, hard work deadlines and Hey, we, we are here to make this organization successful. It is not about me. It is not about you employee necessarily. Like we are here at the 
pleasure of the company. So let's work hard to make sure that we feel proud at the end of the day of uh, what we accomplished. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All that was good. Hard golden rule. Have fun. Work hard. I like those. Those are good. All right, here's question number two. Who or what has had the most impact on your management style? You know, I think my grandma, Alice, my Portuguese grandmother, we call her the Portuguese peddler. She was, she was not a manager per se. She was just in, had her own little side business and she would make crafts and baked goods. And this was in Southern California. She had a 1974 green Cadillac that was just terrible to look at, but it was, (laughs) um, now I wish I had that car so bad, but she would wake up early in the morning, every morning and, you know, very devout woman. And she kind of embodies all of those values that I had. And so, you know, from developing a whole sort of route in what that took to build clientele. And then she brought her whole Portuguese, Northeastern Boston accent in Southern California. She developed relationships and she would sell, she would give, and she worked hard and she was not, you know, fully uh, healthy. She had heart problems. And I think back on her work ethic. I think back on her, how she treated people and how she, you know, would develop relationships and just look for ways to bring light to whatever she's doing. And uh, she probably had the biggest impact on me. Second, not, you know, close second and third are my parents. just in terms of uh, my mom was an extremely hard worker, funny, just enjoyed life and working and really wanted to Uh, help others out in whatever way that she could and stressed if she wasn't. So not, she's probably people pleaser too a little bit, but so I probably learned some good and bad from that, but, uh, but the good anyway of wanting to, and then from my dad, he was, uh, and still is just such a a hard worker and positive, uh, just challenges come and, oh, he's not going to be derailed. You know, he's going to figure it out. And try to find an innovative approach to the problem. And so whether that was when he was building homes when I was growing up and now he's a chiropractor doing, you know, providing health and always looking for innovative ways. So probably those three individuals had the biggest impact, but there's so many different influences, but you kind of go back when you look who had the biggest impact or what, I think those would be it may or may not be the most conventional (laughs) question, but I think they have the, you know, what, you experienced as a child and what you observed probably has a bigger impact on most people than we realize. Yeah. Thank you for sharing those. So your grandmother, your mom, and your dad, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. I might have to take a running list as I interview guests and see who actually mentions family members. Cause as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, if I was asked that question, mom would probably be my dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's it's interesting how you kind of think about impact. All right. Ready for question number three. Yep. What book has made the biggest impact on you? That's a really hard question because just limiting it to one book puts a lot of pressure on that book. And there's there's so many, I love books, but when I look at probably in the last 15 years of books that have had the biggest impact on my management, I'd have to say leadership and self-deception, the Arbinger group, that one, when I read it and I've reread it a number of times. In the box or out of the box? Yeah, in the box or out of the box. And there are 
so many lessons and I get convicted every time I read the book. Mm. Oh man, I'm totally in the box with either towards this person or department or problem or situation. Mm. And it was just eye opening. Mm. And um, it really is, you know, from a blaming standpoint Mm -hmm. and there, it seems like, you know, many times I've made the joke in, in uh, enterprises or in business, sometimes it's about who you can blame. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems that mm-hmm. way anyway. And so leadership and self-deception completely takes that out of it and mm-hmm. and really makes you look inward. Mm-hmm. And what can you do and where does the responsibility lie within you to solve a problem or to, you know, the per- it changed my perspective on how I'm going into a situation and I'm struggling with somebody and or a department or a situation in like. Am I in the box or out of the box? Mm. Am I looking to blame? What are the characteristics? You know, just evaluating my language. Mm. And uh, it slowed me down from a lot of those things. Do I, am I a perfect example of being, you know, outside the box? <laughs> no, mm. but, um, but I think it nudges me in that direction. So I probably would say that one. Good. Thank you. But Lincoln on leadership is good. And so <laughs> you, you, you can spout three or four more if you think so. Lincoln on leadership well, is Lincoln good. On leadership is amazing. Another one is Monday morning leadership. I, I read it during my graduate program and okay. there was a lot of things that, you know, it's a lot of the same principles of leadership and self-deception, hmm. but being late to a meeting, like, mm. is there really an excuse? You know, mm. it really takes away excuses mm. and makes you feel dumb for even making excuses. <laughs> so that one was uh, early in my management career. I really thought that that one was helpful. Good. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. All right. You ready for the hardest part of the interview? <laughs> sure. Okay. So I'm going to set my watch for 60 seconds and then I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions. Uh-huh. And you haven't gotten these ahead of time. So we'll see how far we can get. What motivates you to get out of bed? Uh, my family. What problem are you currently solving? Uh, joined a new organization, so learning the ropes and all of the intricacies of the retail industry and my team and technology and all these other things. You can have a dinner party with four people. Who would they be? I would have to say dead or alive. You choose. Um, so probably a combination. Uh, Alexander Hamilton. Bono, Don Rickles, my favorite team of all time, and uh, I'll get crucified for this one, but Rob Bell. (laughs) Hamburger or hot dog? Hamburger. Texting or talking? Um, Talking. Favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. What's your superhero power? Networking. Netflix or Halo? Netflix. Favorite app? I'll get crucified on this one too, but... uh, and I'm a little embarrassed for saying it, but I'm not. But Facebook. Okay. And, <laughs> and we're can done. I, can I explain it? Because <laughs> all of the memories in my, of my brother and my mom who have passed oh. are on there. And it's like, it's awesome for that. Yeah. It's yeah. stupid for all the other reasons we know why it's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Thanks for, for doing that. That's hard, I know. So thank you for that. Okay. As we leave our guest today. So the whole premise of the show is short, quick interview, three questions, one line bio. But... I want you to give parting advice for managers. Create an open environment where people are free to speak their mind and encourage dissent in a mm. way that a healthy dissent, but making sure that 
you're not just getting what you want to hear in that if someone says something contradictory to you, do not take it personal, encourage them to do that because there's so much power in diversity of thought and people will shut down if you, if there's a pattern of where you're not wanting to listen to or shutting down dissent and kindness. So if something, you know, that it's easy to get wrapped up into things and, and lose that human side of uh, we're all humans and you may not be their last boss. And so what do you want them to say when Mm -hmm. they've left your organization? Mm. You're not going to be their last boss. And so how can you help them get better? Uh, It is not about you. It is definitely about the other. And so that is a servant leadership principle. And I try to practice that. And I think if managers go about that, Uh, I think they'll have happier employees and not feel as much pressure on themselves to make people conform or, you know, they will perform for you. Good. Good. Well, thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for being the first guest. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Management Minute. We hope you enjoyed this week's interview. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend or colleague. If you have suggestions for future guests, please send me their contact information to donita.brown at lipscomb.edu. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you. This podcast is powered by the College of Business Content Creation Studio at Lipscomb University.